Our journey was always going to be unconventional, but it became extraordinary when my child said to me, don't call me Nora, call me Nate. First the tornado, then my leg, Mm -hmm. then COVID. Mm-hmm. And then your your mental health took a dive. It was it I thought it was getting better. It was I realized it got really bad. I didn't really know how to tell you. I told Amanda. I mean, I knew my therapist. Yes. Cuz I didn't know how to tell you. Tell me what? What are we what are you referring to? I started having my hallucinations. Yeah. It's not something that anyone really knows about besides you and my therapist and I think one of my friends. But I never told anyone else. I couldn't. But that was so bad. And I think that's what scared me the most. Because at that point, I think that's when I started realizing that I could not tell what was real and what wasn't. Sometimes I still can't. That's just because I spend so much time out of my body. I don't know. Like I said, what's real and what isn't. Mm -hmm. I experience things and then I remember them and I'm like, I don't remember that happening. And I don't remember what I did this morning. I don't remember an entire day. And sometimes I'll wake up and try to remember what I've experienced and what I haven't. And sometimes I can't tell the difference. And I think it's also part of the reason why I self-harmed so much because it was the one thing that it was the time that I could feel because I couldn't feel anything. I was so numb. And that in itself was terrifying. Yes. Emotions are such a big deal. It's pretty much what regulates how you live. Mm-hmm. And I was either so, so in, much in pain or I couldn't feel anything. And I think that's what scared me the most because I couldn't, I couldn't feel love. I couldn't, I didn't know how to continue to live my life, not loving you or grandma or grandpa or anyone. But I couldn't feel it, and...
That was so hard. I think you're one of the bravest people I've ever known in my entire life. Because when you hit that point, you had a couple choices. And the choice that you made was to tell me. And you came into my room. It was mid-December 2020. Came into my room and you said, Mom... I think after the holidays, you should, we should go to the hospital. And I was like, no, I don't think we schedule that. I think we do that now. Mm-hmm. And you spent three weeks. Yep. And that was awful. Mm-hmm. And life-saving. Mm-hmm. Awful. <laughs> awful to, and partly awful because it was COVID and I couldn't see you. Mm-hmm. I could only talk to you once a day. That's when I really got into um, word searches. Yeah. Puzzles and word yeah. searches. I'd have grandma send them to me after they check them. And clothes were uncomfortable. I mean, I didn't wear anything that had like strings in them or hoodies or zippers or zippers or any of that and i had to get up every day at four for vitals i had to go back to sleep and then they'd come into our room and wake us up around seven i think seven or eight and then we'd have breakfast and meds and then normally we had group after that and then we would have lunch and sometimes we'd have group again and sometimes we just had recreational activities so I remember my my favorite times were when we'd have this lady come in with you know children's watercolors really really bad paintbrushes <laughs> and she gets like the normal printer paper coloring sheets and we'd paint those and that was fun art has always been your sanctuary mm-hmm. you love art and you're good at it <laughs> I think it helps you express things that you can't put into words mm-hmm Trauma art is what I call it. It's what it's called. Trauma art? hmm Only you, only the person who makes it can truly understand the meaning behind it. I believe that. Like my latest painting. It's one of my favorite ones. The, Which one? The Red Woman in the Bucket. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I like the one that's your self-portrait. That you oh, that one's me. cool. That one's cool, yeah. That's my favorite. That's when I was dealing with severe mental health, and I was didn't know how to deal with it, so I started coming up with dark humor and stuff because it's the only thing that I knew could lighten the mood and be like, ah, that's funny. Yeah, I want to kill myself. That's funny. And that's just how I dealt with it because I didn't – I hated 
It was the only thing I could. I mean, we were at school. My friends felt the same way. We we all were (laughs) having awful times. My friend lost her dad. My other friend was dealing with their parents trying to get a divorce and living in different houses. We all went through so much in those years. Yep. So you resorted to dark humor. Yeah, that's what we did. And sometimes we would cry together at school. We tried to spend a lot of time together, but, you know, sometimes it just couldn't happen because that one friend became part of the popular girl clique. And my other friend left. And then I was at school by myself. Transitioning. But then we found you a good school. Yeah. Now I have a new school. And you love it. Yeah. I'm also having a really hard time right now at school, but not grade-wise, but, you know, friend-wise. One of my friends is ignoring me completely. Ex-friends, I guess I should say, because we're not friends anymore. No, you can't be friends with somebody that ignores you. Mm-mm. It was just my birthday, and she was at my birthday party, and we were super excited. And then, like, a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, she avoids me completely. We'll make eye contact she'll turn around and walk the other way she won't even look at me I'm so sorry I wish I could do something about that but I can't Mm -mm. this unfortunately happens Mm -hmm. all the time I mean it it happened when I was a kid it happens and I you know at some point people start to figure out that that the more re- friendships and relationships you have, the richer your life is. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to put all of your energy into one. Yeah. But that's not where your friend is at the moment. Mm-mm. And I can't help her if she doesn't want help. So nope. I'm not going to. And I'm just going to continue going to school. Being alone. Okay, but but wait. But wait. You got a job and you made a friend. Mm-hmm. your new job. And you have the opportunity once you get more shifts and you start really working to make more friends. Mm-hmm. And you, my love, are never alone because I'm here. Don't forget all the people that love you just because you have one friend that's being... I didn't say I was completely alone, but I'm alone at school. That's that's a true statement. Which is hard sometimes, but... I like being alone. It's better that way. Okay, you and I both know that that's not a true statement. If you liked being alone, this wouldn't make you so sad. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. I really liked her. I know. She was nice to me when I first came to school. Like, friends are life's greatest gifts. Friends are amazing. And it's hard when you lose them. Mm-hmm. I've lost three friends plus actually lost a friend. 
Mm-hmm. I know. But you will have more friends. And you don't need a bunch. No. You just need a couple. Really, you just need one. One good friend makes life so much better. Yeah, I have one good friend, but I only see them, like, at night. Yeah. But I think they're coming to our party. That's good. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to have to cut this short. That was a heavy one. If you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out to Trans Crisis Lifeline at 877-565-8860. Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Dial 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. You are not alone. Thanks for joining us. Please rate the show, tell your friends, and send us a comment at info at don'tcallmenora.com. Become a patron for exclusive benefits. I am Nate. And I'm Charlie. Join us for the next episode of Don't Call Me Nora. This has been a K2T production. Georgiana Moreland, executive producer.